preps to pros and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yadd. Welcome into a Reaction Monday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yow, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant with you, and we have got a doozy of a show for you because, of course, we react to football from all across the land and all across the weekend, starting on Friday night with high school and last night's insane finishes between Baltimore and then Green Bay and just feels like everything is nutso in football world right now. And we're going to talk about all of it, all of it on today's show. Really excited. But before we do that, Mo, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's, um, it was a crazy weekend. Like you said, I, um, didn't have to umpire, and so I was actually able to just kind of post up on Saturday and watch college football from the time I got up till the time I went to bed, basically. And um, it was pretty cool, but it was it was crazy. <laughs> there was some crazy stuff that went on Saturday. Mm, that's yes, no doubt, including a couple of things that I predicted. One of which was that. The University of Tennessee at Martin is pretty good. They go down to Jacksonville and get a win. So if I'm going to come in here and gloat when they beat Florida State, i got to come in here and give props to Martin, who I think is probably a legitimate top 15, top 20 team in the FCS. So after beating Samford and Jacksonville, they might want to just move to Alabama. <laughs> they might just want to move to the A-Sun. Seems to be the thing to do. That <laughs> may be their only option in, in about a week. Speaking of, yeah, we're gonna get a chance to talk to your boy. What's it, Matt? It, Matt Brown, Brown with extra points. He's not really my boy. He's he just is now been, though. He's well, I, I'd like for him to be. I mean, he's probably been the most on top of some of this stuff going on with mid-major slash FCS football in the last two or three months. I mean, I think he was the first one that I saw tweet the initial. Eastern Kentucky, Jacksonville State, Central Arkansas to the A-Sun back when they made their move and then um, tweeted the Austin P thing a couple of weeks ago and and then um, sometime here over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, tweeted that Belmont may be leaving the OVC to go to the Missouri Valley, which, I mean, if you're, if you're a basketball program – where you At be. that level, the Valley, I mean, there's only one, the, Missouri, the Valley. I said the Missouri version of it. Yeah, well, well when you say the Valley, you're only talking about one conference, and it ain't Ohio. <laughs> there's no doubt there. And if you are the OVC, you got to be – I mean, if you're not already concerned, one, there's something wrong. But two, okay, so now we're not, we're not just losing – football programs or schools with football programs, but we're losing basketball-only programs, too. And what stops Murray, which is probably even more of a fit for the Valley than Belmont? 
from leaving. Yeah. We'll, we'll ask him all of those questions uh, tomorrow at yeah. 425. So it's going to be a lot of fun. This is a great – we have a great week. I'm looking for forward to that conversation. We've got Matt tomorrow. We're hoping to have a surprise guest on Wednesday. Um, we should also have um, Bruce Slatton with the Basketball Coaches Association of Tennessee – to talk about their coaches clinic that they've got coming up this weekend and some of the speakers we've they that they've got for that. We should have him on Wednesday as well. Yeah. So it's going to be week. A, it's going to be a great week for the show so make sure that you are listening on WZYX 1017W I'm sorry WZYXradio.net WKOM 1017FM and watching us on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook wherever you are. Or going back and checking us out later on the podcast. On the podcast, Which you can do. It, what What's your phrase now? The podcast distribution platform of your choice. There we go. There you go. Yeah, we've got a lot of top stories. We need to get to the Braves. We need to get some Major League Baseball chaos and one particular football game from Friday night that we uh, are impressed by and also a little shocked by. But before we do all of that. We give you the weekend results and today's schedule on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. Let's do it. The Monday Rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, providing a Christ-centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today. I'm just going to tell you, anytime we can get Tone Loke in this show, it's going to happen. I'm all about it. Um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> thank you. Football action from Friday night in the Rumble in the Jungle. Columbia Central, the Lions come off with a 35-14 win over the Tigers of Mount Pleasant. Uh, it was Coffee County, 49, Spring Hill, 7, Summit, 39, Beach, 7, Independence with a 40-18 to 18 <laughs> win over <laughs> East Nashville. Not East Independence. Independence. Uh, Lawrence County with a big bounce back victory at Glencliff, sixty-two to nothing. The Wildcats. Lewis County edges Loretto, twenty-one twenty, and it was Boyd Buchanan, fifty-three. Columbia Academy, twenty. If you don't want to wait until Monday to hear those scores, you can always listen to JP on Friday night <laughs> after the ball games on on, on <laughs> Try Star Friday, Friday Night, night Live. Live. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Oh, on JP's. Uh, I, I hope that. I hope that this wasn't the first time anybody was hearing <laughs> those scores. You never know. But. In volleyball action, Columbia Central defeated Cullioca on Friday 6-3. to three. On Saturday at the Nolensville Invitational, it was Summertown 2, Hume Fogg 1. Uh, Summertown fell to Nolensville, who – and understand there is no shame in losing to Nolensville in volleyball 2 nothing, and then defeated Hillsborough 2 nothing. The Eagles did. In girls' soccer, Huntland defeated Cornersville 4-1. Tell me something. What did you say that Columbia Central Kalioka score was? 3-0. I thought you said 6-3. I'm like, what in the world? It okay. could have been. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in volleyball action today, Columbia Academy plays in the opening round of their district tournament at Franklin Cam- uh at Franklin Road Academy. That game begins at 5-30. At Tone Loke has Franklin- got us all screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Columbia Academy at Franklin Road Academy, 5.30 p.m. start. At 6 o'clock, Mount Pleasant is at Loretto. Also, Perry County is at Summertown. And at a time we don't know, Lewis County plays at Hampshire. 
In girls' soccer action at Columbia Academy goes to Zion Christian at 6. Huntland is at Kalioka at 6. And Spring Hill is at Columbia Central at 7. And that's going to do it for your rundown on Monday. I, I need to know more about this East Independence thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows, man? <laughs> you just – Clayton – Clayton and I were talking, station manager here at WKM. We, he and I were talking for about 45 minutes before y'all got here. Mm. So, yeah. There you go. Anyway, um, top stories, we, we have about six minutes, so we can't spend a whole lot of time. But the Braves are two and a half up on the Phillies. The magic number is five, and they got three games with them. So you can win the division in the next three games if you're the Braves after loading the bases in the bottom of the ninth last night and Will Smith somehow miracling his way to. I can't believe that we just didn't have Do You Believe in Miracles just on cue because it was a miracle Will Smith got out. I didn't see him leave the mound, but I could have sworn he went down to the crossroads at some point during the bottom of the ninth yesterday out at San Diego. So, um yeah, huge, huge performance getting out of a mess that he created for himself. Luke Jackson experience has now – Luke Luke has given up his experience to all go to Will. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, uh, Here, you um, can have mine and yours. And and here's the deal. I mean, I, I, I said this on Twitter last night. This is it. I mean, this is how it's going to go. Will Smith is the closer. Ride it and out. Ride it out. You know, get in, sit down, shut up, and hang on because Live or die. this is what we're going to get. Anytime we've got a lead in the bottom of the ninth from here until the end of the 2021 season, you're going to see 51 run out there. Now, hopefully, that changes before the start of the 2022 season. No matter who makes that change, somebody's got to. I don't care. So I, I, I agree completely. Braves got three against the Phillies this week. Three starting Saturday with the Mets, right? Friday. Friday. Starting Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. You yeah. said they had to lose Friday, so I guess that's what you yeah. – They need to lose two games in a row then. <laughs> Actually, they don't need to lose at all. They need but to it'd lose – It'd be kind of cool if they were to clinch on Saturday. Whatever they got to do to clinch on Saturday, that's what Mo's hoping for since he'll be in in the building. Um, man, no, trust, fun, trust me, I'll be just fine if they get it done before I get there. Yeah, if there's no high leverage situations, you'll be all right. If there if there is no chance for Colorado to have to come back to Atlanta, I'm good with that. You don't need any chaos. No, I I don't. Well, you good, on the other hand, it's a good thing that you're not a fan of the New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, Toronto Blue Jays, Seattle Mariners, or Oakland Athletics, because there is a chance for a five way tie for the American League Wild Card. JP, do you know well, how there's many, two wild cards? So. There are two wild cards, mm-hmm. and there could be a five way tie for both of those spots. There's, so you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance, and I'm also saying that there is no protocol for a five-way tie for the wild card. Well, of course there's not. <laughs> because why would there because be? Because after 162 games, there ought not be no five-way tie. Good. 
which is all the more reason to root for it. Oh, this is how it has to happen. This is how it has to go down. The New York Yankees have to go one and five over their next six, and the one win has to be against Toronto. The Boston Red Sox have to go two and four. They can go two and four. It doesn't matter who they win or lose against. Toronto has to go three and three, and two of those three wins have to be against New York. <laughs> Seattle has to go four and two, and one of those wins has to be against Oakland, but they have to lose the series two to one because Oakland will have to go five and one with at least two of those wins against Seattle. So. Uh- that seems to be the least likely scenario. Is Oakland is going, Oakland five, going five and one? I mean, yeah. three against Seattle, and who are their other three against? I have do no idea. Know? Yeah. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, the, the Mariners have to sweep the Angels, and uh, the A's have to beat, win two of three in Seattle and sweep Houston. Whew. Yeah, that that's not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, it, it, it would be fun if it did. It'd be fun to keep an eye on this week. Yeah. I'm sad we're not going to get to Tullahoma Pearl Con in this segment, but we will get to it at some point because we just can't not get to it. We may have to just push Summit back to Charles Pulliam, and we'll talk about them with the uh, the rest of Williamson County, even though I was there. So, yeah, a lot of high school to talk about. We're going to do that in the next segment. Obviously, Rumble in the Jungle. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Richland's big homecoming win. Uh, some other pretty big wins across the area. And – some disappointing losses for some teams. And boy, if you're Loretta, you got to be just frustrated beyond belief. So see if they can get back going on the, with the Pegasus Cup this week. But yeah, we'll get to all of that in segment two. And then Charles Pulliam comes up at the uh, final segment of the show. So stick around. Final segment of the hour. I'm sorry. Final segment of the hour, 445. Stick around for that. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Local sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Excited to be talking high school football on a Monday as we react to Friday night's scores. And I guess we have to start with this one, of course. The Rumble in the Jungle. And we have to start with the way the game ball was presented. <laughs> Please tell me that Ryan, I'm sorry, Dr. Ryan B. Jackson rolling up in what looked like a a tank or I don't even know what it was. Was the Humvee. Not, okay. Think, yeah. Well, whatever it was, the coolest entrance of a game ball that I've seen in the high school level for sure. Well, at the risk of being that guy, I was at Nolansville's first ever varsity football game when then Williamson County Schools Director Mike um, Looney. Yeah. Um, parachuted in with the game ball for their game against South Gibson. So okay, so that's that's the um, that's the standard, Doctor Jackson. He hasn't jumped out of a plane yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, next year he might. Who knows? But that said, yes, yeah. it was pretty dang cool. Pretty great night for for high school football in Murray County. Obviously, the team that was supposed to win won the game. All right. But that's not really what this night was about for the most part. I, I don't think it was. I mean, I think it was more about what, you know, what the two cities' mayors talked about at the press conference last Monday about two communities coming together and, you know, coming together and celebrating kids. And they did that. And so, you know, kudos to everybody that got behind this thing. I mean, it was it was a packed house. It's fantastic weather. You couldn't. I mean, it was Chamber of Commerce weather. You couldn't ask for anything better than than that. And so, you know, anybody that didn't go, it's on them. Yeah, it's no reason not to. And you know, like you said, the team that should have won the game won the game. They weren't without their issues, obviously, 17 penalties for 122 yards. And, you know, Mount Pleasant, I think, got their attention with an 85-yard kickoff return by Davion Mesa right after always the first central the touchdown. Davion Mesa, always making the big play. Man. Never fails. Killing he, that kid. He hit it up in the middle and was gone. And... um yeah, like I said, I I think that got Central's attention for a little bit. It it gave the Mount Pleasant crowd something to to get excited about, and then Central runs off the next four touchdowns. 
So, including a big man touchdown right before the half. A big man touchdown or a big Lou touchdown? Well, that's fair. <laughs> um, you can be the judge if you want to hear it. I'll be honest with you. I want to hear Lee Maddox, the voice of the Lions, call call his son Maddox's touchdown. touchdown. I got to hear it. Here we go. It's a line of scrimmage. Anyway, it gives them a first down now at the 32-yard line of Columbia. Goes Mount Pleasant. Two minutes, 35 seconds to go here in this first half. Here's Nick Brown. He's oh, oh ball's tipped up, up ball's there. and there it is. Lewis Maddox. He's got the interception. He's going all the way. It's He's going six. all the way. It's a touchdown, Columbia. Lewis Maddox touchdown. Wow, man, unbelievable. Pressure. I can see who tipped that ball, but my goodness, he was all alone. The ball tipped up in the air for 20 yards in the air, and Lewis sitting right there for it, and he goes takes it to the house from the 45 yard line. Woo! Wow. Great, great pass rush there. I gave him 50. But, you know. was look. The play was at the 45 maybe? I, I, all I know is that Lou probably didn't catch the ball from 20, feet, 20 yards in the air. It was probably 20 feet. But other than that, that was a pretty good call for a guy who just watched his kid – like I said, my dad had to call a touchdown once, and he was a little excited on the PA announcing. So good I, job, Lee. I can't. I can't imagine calling any of my child's biggest athletic moments. You know, in front of folks. I mean, if you go back, there's some wrestling videos on YouTube that probably should be watched on mute. But. Um, <laughs> Actually, can we play those? No, we can't. No, probably, <laughs> I'm surprised no. YouTube hasn't flagged them for profanity. No, no, no it was high school. But um, <laughs> you know that that was a solid call. Yeah, I, I was, good job. That was good. Good job, Lee. Congratulations. And, and you know, again, this team, this this Columbia Central team, they are in a really deep race right now for this region championship. And so Region 6, 5A, I mean, let's call it what it is. This is the championship game, Friday night. I mean, yeah, they, they Central still got to play Lincoln County and Spring Hill, but bottom line is those two teams are the bottom two along with Franklin County right now. They're at the bottom of the list. And this is it. Paige has Lincoln County – and Nolansville to play. Central has Spring Hill and Lincoln County Link and Page. They've got all three left. The only two they've played are Franklin County and Nolansville. Okay. So, so I mean, once you get past this ball game, you would expect whoever – well, you would expect them both to win out, basically, That's once correct. they get past this ball game. So, uh, you're not going to get any help from anybody else the rest of the way. So, if you're trying to yourself. win a championship, you're going to have to do it yourself Friday night. So, despite knowing that you're playing for a region, potential region championship next week, they were able to get in. No trap game this past week. They beat a team they're supposed to beat. Kudos to the Lions. You know, that's what John Moore said after the game. We wanted to get a win. We wanted to get out of here healthy, 
and we wanted to get out of here without anybody doing anything stupid. Um, I and yet the they Marshall wore, County game, and yet they wore purple pants when apparently that's the time that they do dumb things on the field when they wear purple pants. Just ask Clayton; he'll tell you. Clayton Harris will tell you that when we wear purple, we do dumb stuff. Seventeen penalties later, he said they're wearing white pants Friday night at Page. I'm just saying. Apparently, purple pants are the thing. So, therefore, he's kind of like a Summit wearing all orange this past week. Oh, I don't know whose call that was, but they should never do that again. The last two times that they wore orange, Ty Carter blew his ACL, George Odomegwu blew his ACL in back-to-back years. Nobody, and yet they keep wearing them? Nobody, well, no. I promise you, after, after George, Brian Coleman said we're never wearing orange again. So what happened? Kids can't. The kids love it. The kids want to wear it. So when they do, they they get a chance. They wear them. Well, I think too. It was their opponent who has the same colors, and and Beach also wears all orange when they're at home, oftentimes. So I think there was a little bit of the opponent wrapped into that, perhaps. Probably a little gamesmanship. I don't know about gamesmanship, but yeah, I mean, the kids have been clamoring for it, and Brian said we're going to do it, and. I'd, I'd, I would really like, and I don't know if I've seen them do it, or but orange on blue, wouldn't have a problem with. But the all orange, it's 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 something. So so they dodged the they dodged the injury bug. Okay, cool. So well done to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the, and we'll we'll get more about Summit in the next segment with Charles Pulliam, but. <clears throat> Lawrence County Glencliff. How about them Wildcats? Alex Carr scored on his only three carries of the ball game, and they were all in the first quarter. Um, that sounds smart. Lawrence County led 23 to nothing at the end of the first quarter on three Alex Carr touchdown runs and a safety. Um. There was one kid who had a 90-yard run and didn't score, and that was his only carry of the game. Oh, so that's Colby. pretty unfortunate. Yeah, Kobe Prince goes for 90 and didn't get in the end didn't zone. Didn't get that's, in. And, and, and that, was his own, that was his only touch. I mean, <laughs> hey, come on, Coach Marston. you got to give him one more. It's it's great for the average. It's great for the whole yards per carry. No doubt, yeah. But, um, I mean – I don't want to take anything away from Lawrence County, but Glencliff's not very good. No, they're not. I mean, they had given they had been outscored one sixteen to nothing in their two games before this. So, so Lawrence County said, "Well, we got to score more than anybody else." So, sixty two it was. Sixty two it was. Uh as big of a as big of a, a gap as that one, the one from Lewis County and Loretto was. As tight, Lewis County gets a 21-20 win. And again, Loretto, tough Sneak loss bit. over yeah, tough loss over at Forest, you know. Tough, tough loss, loss at home against Mount Lawrence, Pleasant. Mount Pleasant and Lawrence County. This is a team that has lost four ball games and feels like they could just as easily be undefeated as they are one and four. Lost 45-38 to Lawrence County in what week two? Mm-hmm. Um lost. 13-7, I believe. 13-7 at Forest. 
Lost 17-7 at home against Mount Pleasant on the Saturday. And then, you know, yeah, losing 21-20 at Lewis County this past weekend. And that was on um, – they scored with eight seconds left. And in honor of, you know, Lewis County graduate Kevin Creasy. Went for two. Loretta went for two and came up short. Was that game on the road? Because if so, I don't blame them. Or was it? Yeah, at? yeah, it was at Lewis County. Well, then, you, you, take your chances. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, uh, Barry Daniel did put the ball in, in the hand of um, his son and quarterback Carter Daniels, and they were an, unable to connect on the game-winning two-point pass there with eight seconds left. So tough, tough loss there for the Mustangs. And but here's the thing. They still got a chance to get into the playoffs. Still got a chance to do some some damage in that region. The region's still wide open. I thought region. They they've still got Cascade, and of course they've got Summertown on Thursday. So, in the Pegasus Cup. Yeah, we'll talk about that on Thursday uh, before the game. So, be the only way to get the pregame because the other pregame will air on Friday night. There you so, go. Um, finally, before we get out of here, Columbia Academy on homecoming. Fell to Boyd Buchanan, 53-20. And Elisha Nieves, quarterback. Sophomore, transfer from Zion Christian. Um, 13 of 23 for 153 yards and two touchdowns, I believe. Um, also ran for, 80, uh, for 38 yards, so... Gave them a little bit of a shot in the arm and got um, Bryant Baranek moved back out to tight end slash H as Charlie Lansdell had talked with us about a couple of weeks ago on the show. And Baranek, I think, had four catches for 68 yards and a score. So, you know, maybe maybe the Bulldogs are getting closer offensively to, to where they want to be. They'll get a chance to make to, to do some damage this weekend. And, I believe you're right. And so I'll be interested to see how, how much of a confidence booster a win could be for this team because I do think they have an opportunity to get one on Friday. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, that the thing about this game was, you know, at halftime, it's 24-20, or is it 24-20 at halftime? Was it twenty four ten? I think it was twenty four ten. But I think I think I think C A led ten seven. No, it was twenty four twenty. Was it twenty four twenty? Hubble field goal with a minute forty eight. So twenty four twenty. Second half, you know, you you wear down. Mm-hmm. You don't have as much depth, and that's that's where, especially with their offensive line being so hurt, and they are they are injured all over the place. So, gotta feel good about you know having some confidence early and and doing well in that first half. Kind of like Tennessee, you know. It is what it is. We got we got tired in the second half, so I'll, I'll be interested to see how they bounce back on Friday night. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about Williamson County, and we will get to that with Charles Pulliam on the other side of the break. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. 
Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, coming to you live from the Lee Company studio in WKOM 101.7 FM, the Front Porch Sports Headquarters, also WZYXRadio.net, and on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Glad to have you with us. Mo, in the last segment, I ran out of time, didn't get a chance to talk about a couple of big wins as we mentioned in the rundown, uh, or did we mention in the rundown, the two mm. we, we may not have. We did not and mention that is in my the fault. rundown. Huntland, a 47 nothing winner over Lookout Valley. Franklin County blanks Grundy County 34 nothing. Franklin County 1-4, but not indicative of how good that team is. I, I'm actually... I was a little surprised at one and four, but again, they've played some really good teams. They've played Page. They they've lost to Page and Columbia Central in that region. I feel like they're good enough though to, you know, at least contend for that fourth playoff spot in the region too. So, getting a little confidence booster there against Grundy County is probably going to help them going forward. Absolutely, I, I think, like you said, they um, they may be. Of those three, Franklin County, Lincoln County, Spring Hill, I see no reason they can't be the number four there. I mean, given, you know, the, the turmoil at Lincoln County, and it was this time last week that they were firing their coach, Kevin Rose, coming off a win. And um, Spring Hill – the team that they beat 
turns around and loses this past weekend to Coffee County, big. So, I mean, I I don't see anything. I don't see any reason really that Franklin County can't be that number four team. No doubt. Also, speaking of confidence boosters, a forty-seven nothing win for the Richland Raiders over First Assembly Christian, a game they picked up after the Zion Christian uh, cancellations and pretty quickly got on them. A couple of passing scores in the first half and just a really good night for Sam Edwards, Bryce Miller, Tyler Seals, and the guys. Yeah, Bryce Miller throws for a couple of touchdowns. Um, Sam Edwards rushed for 150 yards and a touchdown. I think um, Ethan Workman had an interception return for a touchdown. So, um, yeah, much needed, you know, boost for Richland. Especially yeah. after last week. Well, yeah, and and let me rephrase that just a second. I, I think it's a much-needed win, not necessarily a much-needed boost because I think they've been playing pretty well. Just hadn't necessarily had – the dubs to show for it. So to finally get one, I think was big for them. When they win, they win big. <laughs> right? 42, <laughs> 42 to 7 against Hickman County and 47 nothing. It's, um, they, they, they kind of got that feast or famine thing going on. <laughs> leave nothing to the imagination when they get the win. Yeah, yeah. Um, leave, leave no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, so it's going to be a big, big week for across the, the state as most region games are picking up now so uh it's gonna be a lot of fun and and, and richland mount pleasant is gonna be a really good one on friday night as well absolutely one of the biggest non-region games in the state on friday was a top 10 matchup between beach and summit beach comes in came into the game having won two of the three meetings. Summit had won the most recent, obviously, last year. But both of these teams were ready to solidify themselves in a brand-new class as they come up from Class 5A. Summit was able to do that pretty handily in a 39-7 win, not anywhere indicative of how close the game really was about halftime. But with a minute and four, uh, I'm sorry, a minute and 22 seconds to go in the first half, Destin Wade throws an absolute dime, 55 yards to Brady Pierce, that Brady Pierce broke off a post route and just hit the, he hit the hash marks and ran straight to the end zone and Destin put it on him. That was just a classic Destin Wade to Brady Pierce touchdown pass. He knew exactly what he was going to do, and Destin didn't miss the spot. Now, two plays later, <laughs> Beach trying to go down and score after it's 13-7, yeah, they, uh, they get an interception. And then on, at, with four seconds left, Destin dumps it off to Keaton Wade. And he goes in for the score, makes it 19-7 at halftime, and it was pretty much all Spartans from there. So, to talk about 
that game and other Williamson County games, we bring Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald. Charles, welcome in, sir. I always like the music, man. It's so fitting. (laughs) Without question, it is. Um, Charles, talking about that, that Summit Beach game and particularly the that pass play between Destin Wade and Brady Pierce. I mean, you've seen that a lot over the course of both those guys' careers. They just seem to have some kind of a sixth sense between them offensively. Well, and it just – these guys have been playing together since they were, what, seven, eight years old. And Mm -hmm. it shows on those kind of things week in, week out. We saw it late last season in the playoff run kind of really – really take shape and now uh you know through five or six games this year uh that is just a highlight real waiting to happen anytime there's a potential pass play and you got brady running somewhere it those guys are just flat out fun to watch and you can't forget about keaton right there too he scored a couple touchdowns getting in on the offense a little more as well for that summit team but my goodness yeah they're just they can be electric to watch and, and terrifying to play against i think well, it felt like Beach was playing one particular set of defensive rules against Summit when Keaton was in the game versus when he was not in the game. When mm-hmm. he was in the game, Summit much more effective because I think it forced it forced Beach to do some things they didn't want to do. And, and Brian Coleman, after the game, when I talked to him in the interview, basically said, you know, what you're going to – to see from them or what they showed us was something we had not seen before. So we had to figure mm-hmm. that out. Once they figured it out, it was pretty much all downhill from there. But that defense, that summit defense, that's really what has been the most impressive to me is how good they are defensively. Oh, very underrated is the thing too. And we got a lot of guys in there. Uh, I was thinking, wasn't it John Dipole that ended up having the interception there in that game as well. There's guys just kind of under the radar that you, 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 the Wade twins take a lot of that uh, spotlight for that team. And as a team, they're the first ones to push the spotlight onto their teammates. And you could name so many of those other guys on there. And I can tell you Brady Pierce, Pierce, but Maddox Reed is really the guy who gets so much of the, he gets and has to do his job because if he doesn't do his job, you know, then running away from Keaton Wade is easy, but Mm -hmm. because Maddox does his job, so well they have nowhere to go you have to run at keaton Wade or you have to run at maddox reed and neither one of them are fun to run at <laughs> no no and uh i watching maddox develop over the last couple of years i mean watching him uh wrestle as well i mean he's one of many wrestlers on that football team and he's just one of those guys that's really carved out a role that is depended on for the summit team and it's it's a lot of fun to see how he's created something and i think he nailed it right on the head on how while he's doing his job that that eliminates almost all uh, a couple things you can do a couple elements right there so uh yeah super super neat one of those guys that i've uh, been following for a while i, I love watching him on the, the wrestling mats too yeah he's, he's really good um speaking with charles pulliam of the williamson herald here on southern middle tennessee sports today and charles like you said you know with maddox holding up his end of the bargain on that side of the line you know, it really makes opposing offenses have to dig a little deeper because obviously the 
the the thought process is we're not going to run it at seven. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, yeah, it, it's kind of like Chris said, it could be a lot easier if Maddox wasn't so good over there. So it, it just kind of leaves you with, okay, now what? Exactly. Exactly. And then that's, you know, that game, you know, again, the 39-7, like you said earlier, not that indicative of what it seemed like early on there because it was 7-7 after one. Um, and then through the second quarter, there were some struggles there. I mean, uh, Summit missed a couple of PATs, things like that. Just a couple of those, but it comes down to those those final uh, two minutes or so, not even 90 seconds of the half that were the difference. And we've seen that from this Summit team where they've uh, – you know, been in played some really quality competition and and playing well, and then there's just an explosion, something like that. They've had a couple second quarter charges here, end of the half kind of stuff, where they just take the wind out of the sails of the opponent. We watched them against Blackman. You've seen it against other teams here, where they've racked up you know 25, 30 points in a quarter, and it's just it's decimating. <laughs> yeah, they they hit that big pass play to to Brady Pierce right before halftime against Blackman like you said this defense Charles is gonna get another chance to um to prove itself this week on TV as Ravenwood comes to town in a um a matchup of a couple of um top 10 ranked teams this will be a lot of fun this is a big circle matchup for for all Williamson County area and, and uh, it's just neat to see the the 2-0 and teams going at it here now uh, both Ravenwood and Summit coming in at 2-0. and seen some great stuff from this Ravenwood team after that opening loss to NBA. Uh, they haven't turned the ball over for three straight time, uh, games, and that's been something Coach Will Hester's really pushed. Um, and the guys have gotten better and better, it seems. Chris Parson uh, scored four touchdowns. They beat Hendersonville by a touchdown last week um, in a in a tough game. Um, you know, Ravenwood had to overcome a lot of self-inflicted adversity in that one. But Parson led him through i think he rolled up about 340 yards of offense threw for three tds ran in another um just a very very capable explosive guy and it'll be neat to see him going against the waves like that and you gotta think carter pace um uh cartua chapman another guy there for the Ravenwood offense and just just some big names out here for williamson county going head to head and winner's going to take the driver's seat for the region here too yeah, there is that, but then there's also on yeah. the border of Summit is Jack Rummel, who caught nine passes for 272 yards, a couple touchdowns, 70 and 88 yards on those touchdowns. Dude is just insane. So Independence of 48, 40 to 18 winner over East Nashville as well. So Independence, they, they've not done anything to put themselves out of this region. So it's going to be a lot of fun. They get Brentwood this week, which is going to be a massive, massive uh, game for that region as well. So, Oh, man, we've seen so many of those uh, great matchups in the playoffs and the regular season. These two teams know each other really, really well. And uh, like I said, Independence coming off a, a good win there. Jack has just been some kind of player the last few weeks. I mean, I think just last week he had 180-some yards with six catches and a few more TDs. He's just been uh, opening up the game for uh, Joseph Cummings a ton. So really neat to see. Um, yeah. Yes, it is. And, Charles, I hate that we have to get out of here. Reaction Monday is so fast, and I hate it. 
But we will get back with you because we'll probably need to talk to you on Thursday about some of these games. So stick by your phone, man. We appreciate it. No, I like it. I'd love to be back, guys. We got so much going on. Like you said, all the uh, all the great region matchups. So yep. you guys keep up doing the good work, and we'll see you soon, man. All right, we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Right after this, stick around. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee.